Hello! Welcome to the second episode of the second season of Processing Minority, a podcast where we focus on the opinions that you don't hear from the minorities in the Bay Area. This week's episode is going to focus on the hobbies or ways teenagers at home are staying occupied and sane, locked inside. Today's guests are teenagers Cameron Tabrizi and Mark Castro. We will also be looking at some data made by psychologists all around the world as to the importance of staying busy while locked inside. First up is an interview with Cameron Tabrizi, a freshman who goes to D-Tech High School in Belmont. I first asked him how his social distancing experience has been so far. I feel really bored during quarantine, but the hardest part about quarantine isn't really having a way to pass the time. It's really looking around and seeing what's happening in this world. To pass the time during quarantine, I wanted to have like a project or something to do that would take my mind off of everything else. So I made a Minecraft world and I've been working on that with some friends. Beyond the realms of having fun and trying to stay sane, I also asked Cameron how online school has been. For me, online school has been working pretty well. I've been able to focus better, I think, than normal school, which is really nice. And I'm honestly so lucky how my life is and how fortunate I am to be in my position right now in in this hard time. Our next student guest is Mark Castro, a sophomore at Carmont. I asked him the same question, how he is feeling being socially distant from his friends and peers. In quarantine, I'm feeling fine. Like, I know I'm helping the situation and everything, but also I just really want to go outside and see all my friends and everything. To pass the time, I've been watching a lot of Netflix, playing a lot of Minecraft, playing a lot of Wii, reading, doing homework, just anything I can inside the house without going outside. For me, online school isn't necessarily good or bad because I am enjoying the freedom to do my work at my own pace and do what I want when I want. But then again, I'd obviously rather be in school learning directly from my teachers and with all my classmates. The hardest part of quarantine for me is definitely not being able to see my friends every day. Now we will be looking at the data made by Ms. Kendra Cherry and Dr. Stephen Gons. In their article posted on the Very Well Mind, they had a huge focus on how social isolation carries a number of health risks. Feeling isolated can lead to poor sleep, poor cardiovascular health, a lower immunity, depressive symptoms, and an impaired executive function of all skills that we usually have as humans. While quarantine is only temporary, even small periods of isolations can lead to very lonely and negative consequences this affecting both the physical and mental well-being. Dr. Gons and Ms. Cherry looked at the past quarantine measures that have gone on through society, especially in the 2002 to 2004 SARS outbreak. SARS and COVID-19 is very similar as they are both contagious respiratory illnesses. For a period of 10 days, individuals are not allowed to leave their homes, not to have visitors, and are told to wear face masks around other family members. It's all in the span of trying to avoid sharing personal items. Of course, frequently washing hands, among other measures, were also implemented at the time. However, because Americans and people around the world have noticed the greater impact of COVID-19 
and realize that their social isolation may be longer than that of the 2002 to 2004 SARS outbreak, there are many symptoms that people have felt in social isolation, including fear, sadness, numbness, insomnia, utter confusion, anger, depressive symptoms, low mood, among many others. And I want to say, if you are ever feeling these, try and reach out to friends and family that you know and realize that we are all going through the same thing. This is very difficult, and if we can come together, it will overall be a better impact. There's also a very large effect on how your personality may differ how you cope. For instance, I am an extrovert, so I struggle a lot more with feelings of loneliness and isolation. However, if you are an introvert, you tend to feel drained after socializing, so you may cope actually pretty well during quarantine. That is not to say that any person, regardless of their extrovertedness or introvertedness, can feel sad or lonely in this time. I tried to contact Dr. Gons, however, he referred me to a second part in his article. These are the things that you can do to cope with the negative mental health effects of quarantine. You can establish routines and make sure you're active as much as possible. He says that the at-home workout ideas, including just exercise videos and fitness apps, can actually boost your serotonin and make you feel better. To combat frustration and boredom, you can get things done so you get a sense of purpose or competency. It gives you something to work towards and something to look forward to each day. Like I mentioned before, communication is incredibly important and staying in touch with friends and family by phone and text can really boost your serotonin levels and make you feel better. Now, of course, I realize Scott Scoop and Scott Center is a new source. So we have to talk about the things that happen around the world and COVID-19 is being one of them. However, it is important to stay informed but not be overwhelmed. I know that this sense of panic can stem from being immersed in 24-7 reports and focusing on whether this information is accurate or overly negative. Sources such as the CDC and the WHO state that it is very helpful to sometimes turn it off. Another very important thing is to remember why you're doing this. In staying home, you're flattening the curve and you're actually helping not only yourself, but the people around you. If you want your summer back, then stay at home. As corny or as unusual as this sounds, the sooner this is over with and the sooner we deal with it, the sooner it will be done. Thank you for listening to the second episode of the second season of Processing Minority. I hope everyone stays safe in quarantine. And as always, this is Clarice Bell for Scott Center.